This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience live show with myself, Adam Strong. Uh, and today we're talking a little bit about how to use and leverage relational branding. So today is all about branding, ladies and gentlemen. Well, actually, we're going to do uh, one of many different shows around branding and how to leverage your brand more than anything else, because I feel like, especially when it comes to uh, building a business, especially when it comes to building trust, right? We've got to learn how to build brand. That's what we've got to do. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about relational branding. And, you know, like I said, branding is really, you know, what how you make people feel, right? When you're not in the room, essentially. Um, but before we get into today's um, amazing show, if you're listening to me on the podcast, of course, we're going to leave all of the show notes below. And if you are listening to me live, do me a favor. I would really greatly appreciate if you're li listening to me live or yes, listen to the replay, use the hashtag live or use the hashtag replay. That would be super awesome. And do me a favor. If you like what or if you resonate with what I'm saying with you guys today, please do me a favor, like, share or comment on comment section below. Tag anyone that you feel would be a real benefit to today's show. And I would be super gratefully and externally grateful. So today, let's jump into today's show because I'm really excited about today. And, you know, it's interesting when we talk about branding, right? It's interesting because it can take... Like, for me personally, it's taken me years to build up my personal brand, okay? It is continuing to build up, right? And so, you know, your brand is not just you as an individual. It's your reputation. It's who you represent. It's about how, again, how you want to make people feel. And so that, that, that to me, it's, it's, it's taken me many, 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 many years of building up my brand. And I'm going to share a quick story with you, if I may. And this was going back quite a few years ago. I remember sitting down with a prospect, okay? And I think it was our second meeting or maybe our third meeting. I can't remember exactly. And I and I was basically presenting how we could help that individual or help that business with, uh, with uh, you know, it was like a kind of a proposition, if you like. And then, so we effectively created uh, we had a brochure and we went through how it would benefit them in terms of the transformation, right? And, uh, you know, it, it felt really good. Like, it felt good. Um, the big problem for me, though, is that I was, I suppose, not, I wouldn't say I was over, overly, overly excitable, whatever it might be, but I would say that at the time, I felt confident, right? I felt confident in closing the deal. Anyway, cut long story short, at the towards the end, I said, are you ready to get started? You know, you asked the question, are you ready to get started? And they decided that they that they weren't ready. So they weren't ready and they weren't interested, okay? For whatever reason, okay? And about six months later, I went back to them. 
I went back to the owner, in fact, more specifically, and I said, what was the real reason why you decided that you weren't going to work with us? And it was, and I just said, you know, out of respect, I just wanted to learn how we can make improvements. And you know what he said? I'll tell you what he said. He said, it was because your shoes weren't shiny. I kid you not. That was his big thing. But also he did say, he did say he felt like I didn't have, it, it wasn't that he didn't trust me or anything, but he did say that um, there were other people in our industry that lo looked the part. They looked a lot more, they looked part and they looked like they were standing out more than what we were as a company. So that was a really uh, interesting lesson to learn. And even though I didn't, you know, I'm a big believer of not taking things so personal because, you know, is business personal? No, uh, I don't think it should be because it's about, you know, it's about emotions, right? It's about, you know, um, if you take the emotional element out of, you know, the out of the outcome, then we don't become disappointed. You know what I mean? So anyway, so I kind of wanted to share that story with you guys. I thought it would be a really good um, start to today's conversations anyway. So um, so how to build and leverage a relational capital. And, you know, it's really in, in, important. So I want to, there are five steps effectively in how to build relational capital. In fact, there's probably a few more, but I'm going to try and cover all the basis for today's call. So the first thing in terms of like approaching um, relational capital, and this is really important. And, and again, I'm going to use kind of real stories or things that work for us in terms of our business and uh, what, what doesn't work effectively. So, you know, if I'm, uh, if I'm having a conversation with somebody online, whether it be through personal messaging, uh, whether it be, you know, they've requested a connection, the, the key really is to build some rapport. Uh, that's the key. But to come from a place of what's, again, this is extremely important, especially if you're prospecting a lot, is that in their mind, because they may have had an experience where, you know, the first thing that people do when they connect with someone is that they just become too salesy, right? Or they jump the gun too much. And they, you know, so, so, so they try and skip too many steps before building the trust effectively. But the key really, from my perspective, really, is that in the prospect's minds is that everyone's, everyone's a salesperson and uh, when are they going to sell to me, right? So that's kind of what I have in the back of my mind. So what you have to do is you have to really prove that number one is that you are credible in your industry, right? And so, we, again, I'm going to give you some steps about how to look credible and how to reinforce that you are who you say you are in your industry niche or um, in your specialism, if you like. So in terms of like approaching prospects, you know, in the back of their mind, they're thinking to themselves, oh, you know, there's just another sales. I don't want to be sold to, right? No one wants to be sold to in a, in a first engagement. You've got to learn to build the trust, right? So you come from a place of You've got to make sure that you don't come across aggressive. And what I mean by that is that if you jumped too many steps too quickly, people are going to be put off by that. They're going to bring their barriers up and they'll either disconnect with you. They say they're not interested or whatever, right? They'll, you know, the effectively the conversation is cut. The key part is the rapport part. You've got to learn to be able to, to build the rapport, okay? And ask, 
you know, you don't even need to ask probing questions. What I do actually, and this is really important, is that when we connect with uh, people on LinkedIn, say, say, for example, I was connecting with a prospect, for example, someone that I don't really know, um, I would just literally reach out to that individual and, and just say how excited I am about connecting with them. You know, the other thing that I say to them as well is that if I can be of support to them in whatever their focus is, and if they're open to a call, great, let's jump on a call and we can get to know each other. And that's it. That is all I'm doing. That's really important because, again, you're coming from a place of, you know, am I genuine? Am I sincere? Okay. And can I trust this person? Okay. That's the, that, that's really, really, really important. And that for me, that's how would I would approach prospects. Okay. So come from a place of, you know, less aggression, less, uh, less with forward thinking, but more from a place of, okay, you know, this person is a complete stranger. If it's a cold contact, warm contact, whatever it is, even if you're going back to people on social media, for example, and you haven't spoken to that individual or you haven't connected with them in, in years, treat them as a cold contact effectively. But being able to, you know, being able to uh, build that rapport process is extremely important. So that's uh, tip number one. Now, imagine this. Imagine this. OK, if you're the type of uh, person out there, business owner, leader, entrepreneur, right, doesn't matter if you're a coach, consultant, whatever it might be, and you are the type of person uh, now imagine that you have a business where you have where you have a, a waiting list of people that want to join whatever it is that you're doing, or you have um, uh, you, you're in such high demand. Daniel Priestley called it oversubscribed. Okay, where it's not about the quantity; it's about the exclusivity. For example, it's about positioning yourself in such a place where you've got loads of clients and loads, sorry, loads of prospects that want to work with you, but you don't have capacity to take them on. Okay. Imagine being in that fortunate position. Now, for a lot of people that are listening to this video, whether you listen to me live or you listen to the audio or whatever it might be, most of you are in a position where you'll end up chasing the business. Okay. Now the problem with chasing is that it just doesn't, it's not, it doesn't, feel good do you know what i mean like being able to have being able to position yourself in your industry that's exclusive is by far more attractive because you can command high prices it looks like you can you are an industry thought leader or an expert in your in your industry or niche or specialism okay so being able to imagine that you know having uh, for example we run our game changers in a circle right but in order to become part of our tribe, you have to apply to be part of our tribe. There is a process as part of that tribe, okay? There's certain things that we're looking for, for people to be part of our culture, to be part of our tribe. Does that make sense? So if you don't have those things in place, put those things in place, okay? So, you know, it's like you're pre-qualifying people before you say, hey, I'd love to work with you. Because again, it makes it like um, it makes it look like you know you, you've really done your due diligence and that you're not desperate, right? Because des desperate in sales is just and relationships is just not good. It's just not good energy. It doesn't come across good. Do you know what I mean? So um, the other thing that I was going to say to you as well, especially when it comes to connecting with your prospects as well, 
um, is nurturing relationships. And the way that we nurture relationships, and, and this is a really good one. So if you've got a variety of marketing lead magnets, as, a, as an example, right, and that's connected to a CRM system or an email marketing management system, for example, okay, um, what you'll need, what we do in our business is that we nurture that relationship. What we found is that it takes about on average around six months for clients that don't know us to when they're ready to work with us. It takes about six months in terms of that process. And in order to nurture that relationship, we may sort of put out posts about our podcast. We may give um, something of value, whether it be a quiz, like, for example, we have our business growth quiz. Uh, that might be sank of value to individuals. We may put together some free guides or free videos like we're doing today, right? So it's really kind of like, again, creating that content that is relatable to those individuals. But again, nurturing that relationship, finding out what people's needs and wants are, okay? Finding out how you can support some, somebody is going to be far much more um, of value and then when they are ready to work with you, whenever that whenever that is, for example, then, you know, the relationship is going to be so much more stronger. Do you see what I mean? The way that also with regards to nurturing relationships and the way that we uh, leverage relationships is that if you are the way that you can speed up trust in particular is that if you are doing a if you are at a networking um, event or a specific type of event where it requires you to have a conversation with the with individuals because again you can pick up so many different things when you're speaking to someone you can pick up someone's energy levels you can pick up someone's um you know if the, you can generally use your initiative right you can use your gut instincts to see if, if they are the type of person that you'd love to do business with or you know, there'll be an ideal client or, or do partnerships with or whatever it is. You get a really good sense of that when you speak to someone. And that's how you can accelerate that process, if that makes sense. Um, the other thing that I was going to say to you, and again, another way to, to leverage relationships and attract relationships, create more relationships, is through things like leveraging testimonials. Now, testimonials are so underestimated and something where I really focus on because testimonials show social proof they show that you are who you say you are and it's so much more easier for someone for someone and it's so much more easier to convert into sales when someone's talking about you because when someone talks about you a good way of course yeah testimonial wise it's 10 times more powerful than it coming from the horse's mouth from yourself okay so you know I never really like talking about myself, about, you know, what I've achieved and my qualifications and my experience and so forth, so forth. It's better when it comes from somebody else. So when you've got testimonials, and this is really important, especially if you have a website, you have testimonials, make sure that with your testimonials, and I'm going to give you some tips here. This is really important here when it comes to testimonials. When it comes to testimonials, just make sure that you written written uh, testimonials are okay, but video testimonials are really powerful. And so what I do when it comes to testimonials or when I ask people to write or um, to talk about testimonial, I talk, I, I get them to go through a three-step process. Okay, so the first step is, is where were you or where was the prospect or whoever it is that you're speaking to? Where were they in before they met you? So what were they feeling? What were their problem? What was keeping them up at night? What were their challenges, right? 
what was going through their mind before they met you, right? So what was the storyline before they met you? Okay, so that's the first thing. Secondly, what was the transformation? What was the result that you helped create for them? Okay, this is this is really important. It's, you know, that's really important. And number three, why did they recommend you over others over other people? So three parts of that testimonial was absolutely crucial. And again, if you get break it down into that, into that, it's gonna it's gonna really cement uh, who you say you are and what you say you are is really gonna cement that. So in terms of testimonials, uh, I know that on my LinkedIn profile, for example, I think we've almost got ninety testimonials. Um, and again, um, I use LinkedIn as a bit of a sales page in a way, which you should do, right? As a sales brochure uh, or a CV, effectively selling yourself. So, you know, testimonials really super important. And if you, for you guys that are listening in, if you're a, if you're working in the fitness industry, for example, you know, before and after photos are really powerful as well. So, you know, you know, this is me before. This is me twelve weeks later, right? And getting people to, you know, that really reinforces what you are about, okay? So before and after photos, really powerful, especially if in the service-driven industry or even if you're offering a product, right? This is where I was. This is my transformation afterwards, okay? It's a bit like, um, you know, weight loss is, is, is a classic example of that. Um, and it could be anything. It could be you're a photographer. And, you know, this is what, uh, what what our photography was like before, uh, but uh, sorry, this is what a normal uh, camera looks like. This is what happens when you use us, for example. Okay, you can see the differences between the two. A lot of software companies do that as well uh, in terms of co uh, comparisons between uh, real life examples. The other thing is case studies. So as I mentioned to you, case studies really important. Um, and again. Using people's real names in testimonials and case studies are absolutely crucially important. Also, add a photo if you're allowed to. If I share testimonials or case studies with individuals, I feel like it's really important uh, to, number one, ask permission. You know, ask permission if it's okay to, uh, to share that with people. If you're running a webinar or a masterclass, testimonials are going to be really important in walking people through their story, right? Again, reinforcing your credibility, your authority, um, and what you do. So that's, again, really important. The other thing is endorsements. So endorsements can come in a variety of different ways. So uh, celebrity endorsements are really good. So if you know someone that maybe is in your industry or, you know, anyone, any celebrity whatsoever that you feel would really make a difference to your brand, if someone says that you are who you say you are and you're the bee's knees and whatever it is, it makes it again, it reinforces your brand, right? It makes it look like you are, you're the person that you're the go-to guy or girl, if that makes sense. I remember um, in our Game Changer Summit, which was um, that we did a couple of years ago, the first one that we ever did, actually, we had tons of celebrities, but one of the celebrities, which was again, really important for me, someone that we work very closely with is with Jack Canfield, who's uh, the uh, 57 times New York Times bestselling author from the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. In our landing page, we got him. Well, he basically sent an email um, uh, and he said why it was important and why he believed this was the, you know, great time to be, you know, joining the summit. Right. And then we put it onto our landing page. Right. 
again, we had a my good friend, five times New York Times best-selling author. Now, in fact, sorry, yeah, five times best-selling author, Marshall Goldsmith, who endorsed my best-selling book, Play the Game, right? It reinforces the credibility um, in terms of like, wow, well, if they are saying it, then it must be true, right? It's far better when other people sell you rather than you selling yourself, if that makes sense. So endorsements, really important. Celebrity endorsements, even better. Because um, again, my good friend, actually, Simon, uh, Simon Alexander Ong, uh, is a really good friend of mine. He wrote a, an amazing book called Energize, and he got it endorsed by Simon Sinek, you know, the guy who created the third most viral YouTube TED Talk uh, on the power of why. And, you know, Simon's uh, obviously... Um, uh, Simon Sinek is, 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 a, is a big industry change maker, right? So having his book endorsed by people like that, you know, it says credibility all over it. You know, if, it's, if, if they're saying it, then it must be true, right? It must be true, ladies and gents. Anyway, this was a real big snapshot. I hope that this is giving you uh, some value uh, from today's uh, particular episode when it comes to relational branding okay so how to use create leverage that relational branding and uh yeah a lot of this is extremely important because relationships is all about the long game the long game of build, building relationships and looking for people's pain points looking for opportunities uh looking for um you know Different ways in which you can nurture relationships over time is going to help reinforce your personal brand and what you stand for effectively. Uh, the more people that are talking about you, you know, the better, right? The better, because again, it's 10 times more powerful what people say about you and about rather than you sharing about how good your ego is and how qualified you are, et cetera, et cetera. It's best when somebody else says it. 10 times more powerful when somebody else says it, if that makes sense. So, guys, listen, um, I hope this has given you some really useful tips. Some, and th again, this is one of many different episodes that we're going to be talking about in terms of branding. We've covered a lot of things today, right? So let's just summarize what we've covered. So today I talked a little bit about approaching prospects and how to, how to approach prospects, but more importantly, how to leverage relationships right how to uh, position yourself as the go-to expert imagine being able to you know have you know waiting lists exclusivity uh being able to only have a certain capacity where you've got you know imagine that you were running a restaurant right and at that restaurant every night it's absolutely full to the brim and you've got a you've got you know a, a queue of people going around the restaurant and imagine uh, I don't know if you've ever been one of those fans of, uh, you know, an Apple fan, for example, right? They're queuing up overnight when the next iPhone comes out, right? Imagine being able to have the types of fans that you need in order to, you know, being able to create that kind of what I call oversubscribe model, as Daniel Priestley would call it. Um, I talked a little bit about nurturing relationships, nurturing relationships. And, you know, if you're connecting that with your CRM system or whatever it might be, nurturing the long term okay seeing where people's pain points are creating content based around their pain points is going to help you give you an edge in the market it's going to help build that trust 
uh, talked a little bit about that. I talked a little bit about testimonials and case studies and before and after photos and how you can accelerate trust and social proof and positioning in terms of leveraging those relationships. And the last thing I talked a little bit about was endorsements. So endorsements in terms of like who you are, say you are, I talked a little bit about celebrity endorsements, thought leader endorsements, because again, what people say about you is 10 times more powerful than about what you say about yourself, if that makes sense. So listen, hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I know it was a little bit of a long one, uh, but I wanted to kind of bring your attention to something actually really important. So um, for you guys that are listening in, by the way, and love some of the content and resonate with some of the things, I'd love to hear from you, first of all. Um, if you uh, if you listen to this on the podcast, do me a favor. You can reach out to me or meet or connect with me on social media. All the links are below. But if the, imagine being able to have um, a tool where you can find out which area of your business, okay, which area of your business that um, that you need to make improvements to, okay? Imagine being able to know, you know, that you need to make improvements to, say, leadership or being able to make improvements to, you know, the foundational part of the business, which could be clarity or whatever. Imagine being able to know which part of the business to strengthen and improve, okay? Well, now you can. All you have to do is take the business growth quiz, uh, the link is below for you guys listening in onto the podcast. It's howtogrowbusiness.scoreup.com. Uh, fill it in. It'll take you about three minutes, and they'll give you a free report at the end. And I think it's going to give you a really big eye-opener uh, for you guys. hope that's going to be of use to you guys. And I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have, do me a favor. Please do me a favor. If you like the uh, – what was going to say? If you like an opportunity – if you like an opportunity to get a free copy of my best-selling book, Play the Game, okay, all you have to do is write a review about this podcast, either on Apple or on Spotify, of course. Send me a screenshot at, at hello at adamstrong.net, and I'll make sure that if you're based in the UK, I'll send you a free copy of my book. If you're based outside the UK, you'll get a digital copy. Listen, hope today's episode's been of use. Uh, love to hear from you guys. And uh, wish you an amazing day, week, month, whenever you're listening to this. Take care, and we'll see you soon.